0: E. Marshall. I've always wondered a little about the seven deadly sins. Pride, anger, envy, lust, gluttony, laziness. I mean, I'm not touting any one of them as an admirable trait. But isn't every one of us a little guilty of all or most of them in our lifetime? Human frailty, perhaps, but deadly sins, surely all of us who hope for heaven would also hope to be forgiven if we committed any of them, except the seventh, the one I didn't list, greed. That one can be truly deadly.
1: Don't you see anything when you look with me into the crystal
2: ball? No. What do you see, Madame Trudonia?
1: A face. A woman's face. Randy, you are doomed. A woman will bring you death.
2: Our
0: mystery drama, The Dog Walker Murders, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Lloyd Batista. The most insidious poison that saps any individual or nation is greed. It has toppled empire after empire, broken the strongest men, down through the ages. Men like Caesar, Alexander, Napoleon. It has broken countless unsung men like our protagonist in this story. Randy Garfield has no place in history, except maybe as an example of our permissive society. It wasn't his fault that he grew up in the era where too often the cry of the young is, the world owes me a living. And for a while, Randy found that his peculiar talents seem to satisfy that
1: belief. Randy, come have a cup of tea with
2: me. No thanks, Madam Tudonia. I will read your future. I don't care much about that anymore. But you should. He's dead, old woman. Honey is dead. We all mourn your father here at the
1: circus. Maybe I could help your hurt.
2: Bring you... ...near to him. Can you make him alive again?
1: Ah, that is beyond the fortune, teller. But perhaps I could help you to begin to live again. I think we must talk. Why? Ah, it is too noisy to tell you here on the midway. Come, come inside my wagon. Okay. Now, will you have tea?
2: Uh, why not? Why do you think you have to talk to me?
1: Oh, it isn't all a fake what I do. You might be surprised how much of the future really is revealed to no, me.
2: I wouldn't be too surprised. You knew Dad was going to die, didn't you?
1: Yes. How did you know that?
2: He told me. He said you warned him against that fancy entrance with a parasol.
1: Ah, what did he need with such a a cheap stunt? The greatest clown the circus has ever known. Risking his life floating all over the big top clinging to that flimsy sunshade. He didn't need to kill himself to bring the people in. They loved
2: him. You know whose idea it was original? Ah,
1: your mother's.
2: Yes, because she thought he'd make more money. Money for her to take away from him. It's the only reason I wish she hadn't died. At least while she was alive, he'd never give in to the idea. Why did he have to do it after she was gone?
1: Because he loved her.
2: After the hell she made of his life? He couldn't help himself. Oh, I hate that woman.
1: Hush, She's dead. No,
2: not for me. Never for me. I see her face in every other woman's.
1: You mustn't let her make you hate all women, Randy.
2: I can't help myself.
1: Then I must try to help you. Listen to me, Randy. I have things to tell you. Gaze into the crystal ball with me. Watch the magic mists swirl deep within the sphere. Concentrate. Probe the drifting fog. Watch as the future opens to you. Watch. Watch. Remember. Randy? Randy? You can wake up now.
2: Or did I fall asleep on you?
1: No, not exactly.
2: Oh, you hypnotized me.
1: Not so much as you yourself. No,
2: no, that's impossible.
1: You know that is not true. I've taught you enough about hypnotism for you to know that anyone can be hypnotized if they don't fight
2: it. What's your post-hypnotic suggestion this time?
1: None. It isn't your past i care about it's your
2: future my future yes
1: what will you do with yourself now that your father is gone
2: get out from under i mean i don't belong in the circus i never did the only reason i've hung around this long was to take care of pop he needed me i don't care how i'll find a way you're a strange boy randy what do you
1: want of life?
2: I'll tell you what I want, Madame Tadonia. Money. Money to buy me anything I want. Money to make me a somebody instead of a nobody. Money to be free to live my life and wipe out all the memories of the past.
1: But there are other things in the world. What about love, a wife, children? Oh,
2: what has love ever brought me but disaster? <laughs> a wife. After my mother's example, children? What I wish my childhood on any other kid?
1: I must warn you. There is great danger for you in the future. Did you not see anything when you looked with me into the crystal ball?
2: No. What did you see?
1: A face. If you don't change your attitude about women, Randy, you are doomed. A woman will bring you death.
2: If I was fond of any woman, it was Madame Tredonia. Ah, but I had no time to pay any heed to gypsy warnings. I wanted to break free. Get away from my past. It took time to get my foot on the first ring on the ladder to success. I went to work for a bank.
3: Well, uh, Randy, this is our last stop in our brief tour of the bank, the safe deposit vault. All these shining boxes, concealing and hoarding dead capital, never to be used to the bank's advantage. Frozen money, dying here is terrible and unproductive. Terrible waste, terrible waste. Ah, oh, well, that's not your business, is it? Well, we'll start you off as a junior teller, okay, uh, uh, Randy? Uh, whatever you say, Mr. Uh, banks. <laughs> yes, fortuitous name, wouldn't you say, for a banker? <laughs> yes. Served me well enough so that after 20 years, I'm vice president of personnel. Isn't that something? It sure is, uh, sir. It took me 25 years. Well, let's hope that your progress will be swifter and uh, that you'll be happy here. It wasn't.
2: It was a tedious, back breaking bore for barely enough money to subsist. It killed me. But all around me was money that could spell ultimate freedom. Money I had no access to. Until after the first year, when I was moved to the safe deposit vault.
1: Would you let me in, please,
2: young man? I'm sorry, madam. I didn't see you come down. Right away.
1: You're, uh. You're new, aren't
2: you? To the safe deposit vault, yes. I've only been here a couple of weeks.
1: Well, you, you certainly are an improvement over your predecessor. She was a surly old cow. It's nice to be greeted with a smile for a change. Uh, thank you. Especially when it belongs to such an attractive man.
2: Well, it's easy to smile at an attractive woman. Oh. May I uh, have your name, please?
1: Mrs. Sidney Cooper.
2: I'll just get your card out.
1: May I uh, have yours? Beg pardon? Your name.
2: Oh, of course. It's uh, Garfield. Uh, You just sign here. Oh. It says Shirley Cooper.
1: That's what I am now. My husband is dead. I'm sorry. I'm not. There you are. Shirley Cooper. And your name again?
2: Garfield. (laughs) My first name is Randy.
1: Oh, I like that. Randy, I like that name.
2: May I have your key, please? You've
1: only to ask,
2: Randy. She made sure our hands touched. Crossing into the vault to get her box. I was thinking to myself, Oh, brother, this is all I need. A middle-aged widow on the prowl.
1: Just uh, hand the box
2: to me, please. Well, it's uh, pretty heavy, Mrs. Cooper. I'll carry it into the room for you.
1: Oh, I'm not going to be that long.
2: No trouble. It'll be more secure on the desk here than on the little slide tables in the vault. There. There you are. Now I'll... uh leave you alone.
1: Well, you might as well stay. I'll only be a minute.
2: Well, oh, take your time, please.
1: I'm only going to get a necklace out for the opera tonight. You can wait.
2: It's a bank rule, Mrs. Cooper. We're supposed to leave the customers alone.
1: For heaven's sakes, I've nothing to conceal. But if that's your orders from upstairs... You
2: just call me when you want me.
1: Oh, <laughs> I just might take you up on that, Brandy. <laughs>
2: was giving me the eye, so I got out fast. Like I said, I wanted no part of her. Or was I so sure of that? Now that I'd had a gander at what she had in that safe deposit box, it was crammed with what looked like cougar But whatever the coins were, they were pure gold. Oh, there we are. And here's your key, Mrs. Cooper.
1: Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you.
2: I can say the same.
1: Your wife must consider herself a very lucky girl.
2: Oh, I'm not married, ma'am. No.
1: Really? Well, then that makes us two of a kind, doesn't
2: it? I, uh, suppose so.
1: Unattached An and fancy free. Or, or is there a special girl in your life?
2: Not at the moment. I, uh... If you'll excuse me, uh, that's my phone.
1: Saved by the bell, huh? You run along. I'll see you tomorrow when I bring my necklace back to the box.
2: I couldn't get that crazy dame out of my mind. Not so much her as all those gold coins I'd seen in her deposit box. The next day, she came in just before closing. It wasn't until after I'd put her box away that she spoke to me.
1: Do you, uh, go home now, Mr. Garfield?
2: Just as soon as I button up a few things. Will that be long? Oh, five minutes or so. Oh, why, Mrs. Cooper?
1: Well, I, uh... (laughs) I think I had one cocktail too many at lunch yesterday before I came here. I'm afraid i I'm afraid I acted
2: a little silly while I was with you. Oh, I didn't notice anything.
1: Well, that's kind of you to say that. Just the same i I'd like to offer you an apology.
2: No apology necessary.
1: I'd feel better if I made one. Will you join me for a drink? My treat.
2: I think I'd like that very much, Mrs. Cooper. What the heck, I thought. If she wants to make a lady killer out of me, what's the harm? I didn't realize then. I was looking at a lady I was going to have to kill.
0: Randy Garfield had been warned by the fortune teller, Madame Trudonia. But Randy had been too anxious to escape from his circus background and forget his past. Now it is to return to haunt him. First of all, showing him the road to riches, and then leading him down the other side of the mountain to total disaster. I shall return shortly with Act Two. cafe is expensive and discreetly lighted in soft tones calculated to make a woman look her best and youngest the preliminaries of the brief apology have been quickly passed over in favor of polite but interesting probing by each party for information about the other the ritual is as calculated and careful as a mating dance which come to think of it Is exactly what it is.
2: Your husband, uh, when did he... uh, Did he die recently? No, a couple of years ago.
1: I've been without him just long enough for the first ecstatic relief to have worn off and to find out that I actually feel lonely. Not that I miss him. We weren't very happy together.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: So am I. I, uh, well, it isn't much fun to be a lonely old woman, Randy. Uh, oh. I I may call you Randy, and I... Uh...
2: If you want. But look, you're not old. And I bet you have lots of friends, and guys... Oh,
1: I have hosts of acquaintances, my dear boy. I couldn't begin to count the girlfriends I have in my general age bracket. The men... Well, that's a little different. The ones in their 40s or 50s are in the throes of the last desperate macho fling and only care for a fresh young game. The older ones are either bores or candidates for a wheelchair. Now, oh, that's enough about me, Randy. Now, now tell me about yourself.
2: Well, there isn't much to tell, Mrs. Cooper.
1: Now, if I can make it Randy, can't you make it Cheryl?
2: Okay. (laughs) Cheryl...
1: Do you know that you have the most extraordinary eyes? <laughs> How about another drink?
2: Well, if you insist.
1: Waiter, huh? two more of the same. All right, now, Randy? What? Tell me about yourself.
2: Well, it's not very interesting. Let
1: me be the judge of that.
2: I was brought up a uh, sort of. In the circus. My father was a clown.
1: Well, now, that's fascinating. (laughs) I hated it. You didn't want to grow up
2: to be a clown? No.
1: I thought every little boy did.
2: I wasn't allowed to.
1: What do you mean?
2: My mother. She hated the circus and everything about it. Finally, she got so she hated my father. Said he ruined her life. Now, she was always... Hammering away that circus folks were freaks and weirdos. She could have been a singer or a dancer, she thought. But she liked this stuff too much.
1: She was an alcoholic?
2: She was a lush.
1: You didn't like
2: her? I couldn't stand her. When I got old enough, I cut out and went back to my old man in the circus.
1: Didn't you like the circus after you got away from her? No. Even being with your father?
2: No, I. I let him down. I. I broke his heart. How? Ah. He wanted me to follow in his footsteps. He tried to teach me everything he knew, but I, I. I just didn't have it. I. I couldn't live up to him.
1: Was he a very good clown?
2: Oh, the tops. His name was Honey.
1: My, yes. Well, I, I remember him. Well, he was wonderful.
2: Well, my mother finally took him for everything he had before she died. I hung around with him. But even though I'd failed him, well, he had to have someone. He was so alone.
1: And now? Oh, oh, that's right. Oh,
2: didn't he? Yes. He was doing some stupid stunt with a parasol and... One of the trip ropes snagged on the guide wire. He fell 60 feet. He was dead the moment he hit the ground. Oh. (laughs) Hey. How come we got off on all this? You're... You're crying.
1: I I think I'm drowning.
2: What are you looking at me like that for? It's your eyes.
1: I told you about them. They've absolutely hypnotized me. Stay with me, Randy. Have dinner with me. We're a couple of loners, and I I can't think of anyone I'd rather be with.
2: I should have walked out on it. I knew what I was getting into. And one part of me didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. But there was the other side. No more short rations for a while. Live it up. Eat at the best restaurants, tailor-made clothes, money in my pocket. Besides, there was one wild idea in the back of my head I... I didn't want to think about it too much yet. Until I did, I played it very carefully. Why won't you ever come home with me? Or
1: at least let me come to your place.
2: The bank, Cheryl. I think we should keep this under wraps. I've got a job to think of.
1: I wish you'd forget that stupid little job. It's a dead end.
2: I have no training, Cheryl. Jobs for me are not so easy to find.
1: Then quit. You don't need one. I'll give you a better way. Uh, Sid left me too much for me to handle properly myself. You could marry me and take over the job?
2: That isn't a job. I'd just be a hired companion. Oh,
1: don't. Please, Randy. I love you.
2: Later, I thought about it. Easy street. A pocket full of dough. No more hand to mouth. I didn't think about it long. It wouldn't work for me. I couldn't be tied down and... Besides, Cheryl drank too much. She reminded me of my mother. (laughs) I didn't even really like her. All I liked was her money and what it could buy me. And I didn't want to lose that. It was the following night she showed me how I didn't have to.
1: Can I build you a new drink, Randy?
2: No, thanks, Cheryl. I'm coasting.
1: Ah, uh, I'm fresh out. <laughs> Mind if I fill up?
2: Why not? You're your own woman.
1: Not since I met you, lover.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> Randy, I can't help what you do to me. It's those eyes of yours. I, I, they, they just mesmerize me. I'm as helpless as if you had me uh, hypnotized.
2: Have you ever been uh, hypnotized? I mean, really.
1: No. Why? Can you...
2: (laughs) An old tent trooper like me? I can show you how if you cooperate.
1: You know with me you've got a willing
2: slave, Randy. Okay. Uh, Let me get my keys out of my pocket. What do you want them for? (laughs) I'll show you. I I want something that catches the light for you to concentrate on. Now, just keep looking at these as I swing them back and forth. Just a little. Slowly.
1: I'd rather look at
2: you. (laughs) Come on, Cheryl. Concentrate.
1: Okay. Concentrating.
2: Just keep your eyes glued to the keys. Now try to make your mind a blank. Let yourself relax. Mm. Concentrate on the keys. Follow the keys, back and forth, back and forth. Your eyes are getting heavy, you're getting sleepy, sleepy. You want to rest, your eyelids are growing heavier and heavier. Under in less than two minutes. Her whole body relaxed and still. I bent over her to make sure she was out. And the smell of liquor on her breath almost gagged me. I remembered when my mother tried to hug me, it was always the same. A wave of hate swept over me suddenly, looking at her sitting there as if she were dead Oh, I wished she was. Like my mother. If only I could have killed her. Maybe she'd stopped haunting all my dreams. But it was too late for that. It was not too late to kill Shirley. Wake up, Shirley. Uh. Now listen to me. I'm going to count to three. And when I snap my fingers, you'll wake up. One, two, three.
1: Hello, hello, Randy. Uh, uh, well, but did, did I fall asleep? Uh, oh, oh no, no, that's right. You were going to hypnotize me. Did it work?
2: Oh no, Shirley, I struck out. I'm afraid you just fell asleep on me.
1: You mean I'm not under your power so you can do anything you want with me?
2: (laughs) I guess not.
1: Well, you can if you want anyway.
2: Well, it's Sunday night and I've got to be at the bank early in the morning. I'd lied to her, of course. She had been hypnotized deeply. And while she was, I'd tried a little experiment understand, surely Yes. Repeat to me what I asked you to do, just before closing. I'm
1: to come to the bank tomorrow, just before closing. I'm to wait, if the vault is busy, till there's no one else around. Then, I'm to ask you for my box. Carry it to the room and take out the Krugerans and put them in the wastebasket. I'm to leave them there when I shut the box and bring it back to you to put away. Then I'm to go home. And? And what? And I'm to forget I did all this and never remember it, ever. Unless you tell me
2: to. Post-hypnotic suggestion. Just as Madame Tradonia had taught me. It used to work on me when she put me under. Would it work for me? And on Shirley?
1: Good afternoon, Mr. Garfield.
2: Good afternoon, Mrs. Cooper.
1: I'd like to get something out of my box, please.
2: Well, if you'll give me the key, I'll get it down for you.
1: Don't I have to sign?
2: That's not necessary once we know you. Uh, Why don't you go into that first room and I'll bring the box to you. Let me take your box. Oh, it doesn't seem to be as heavy as it was.
1: Really? I wonder why.
2: May I have your key, please? Here you are. Well, that's that.
1: Could you let me out, please? I'm in a hurry.
2: Oh, sorry, I didn't know.
1: Well, neither did I till just this moment. I can't remember why. I just know I have to go straight home.
2: I let myself into the room where she'd been and let the door lock behind me. They were in the wastebasket. A hundred of them. Approximate value $50,000. I didn't need Shirley anymore. She could make a lot of trouble for me once she found the gold was missing. The safest thing to do was kill her. Besides, it was what I wanted to do. The Seven Deadly Sins One
0: thing has a bad habit of leading to another. And greed, as I said at the beginning, can so often... And so quickly, mushroom from petty crime to the most vicious of all, the cardinal sin of murder. I shall return shortly with Act Three. For hours since he got back to his apartment, Randy Garfield has been sitting, staring at the pile of gold coins on the table in front of him, mesmerized. Can he get away with stealing them? Suppose Shirley should remember following his hypnotic suggestion. Even if she doesn't, the next time she goes into her deposit box, she'll find the gold coins missing. Could he bluff it out? No way. But only he and Shirley know of this secret cash. If she were dead, he'd be safe and rich. The harsh jangle of the telephone shocks him out of his trance. He doesn't know it yet, but this call will make up his mind.
2: Yes?
1: It's Cheryl. Randy, where are you? It's 10.30. Why haven't you called?
2: I was just about to. What's wrong, honey? Randy, I- I'm
1: scared. I- I- I'm i afraid I'm going
2: out of my mind. Why? I- I've i got to tell you a person. Could you come over right away? I I can't. I- I'm flat broke. I haven't got enough for a cab.
1: I'll drive over to your place. Where is
2: it? You'll never find it in the dark. Look, y- you know the big post office at Grandon Stoner?
1: Yes.
2: Pick me up there. I'll be waiting.
1: You'd better be. There's something you and I have to
2: settle. She guessed I had the gold. So she had to go. But how? What did I use for a weapon? Getting up from the table, the long chain holding my bank keys snagged on the corner. I unhooked the chain from my belt, started to toss it aside, and stopped. Oh, it was ready-made for my purpose. I stuffed it in my jacket pocket and left for the post office. So far, no one had seen Cheryl around my place or me around hers. And I meant to keep it that way?
1: Randy, can you swear to me that you didn't hypnotize me last night and somehow put this suggestion in my head to do what I'm afraid I did today?
2: Come on, who am I, Svengali? Have a heart, Cheryl.
1: No, you have a heart. Oh, Randy, if it's money, you can have anything you ask. Just marry me first. I want some kind of leash on you so you can't run.
2: Well, I don't want to be on a leash.
1: Those are my terms.
2: Why are we stopping? Where are we now?
1: It's the parking lot in back of my apartment. Are you coming up with me? No. If you walk out on me, you'll walk home. Only you won't walk out on me.
2: How do you know I won't?
1: Because I've gotten to know you pretty well. I'm still not sure how you did it, but I know you're lying. And that when I open up my box with an officer of the bank tomorrow morning, the gold won't be there. You'll either return it to me and promise to become Mr. Shirley Cooper, or I'll prosecute... Think it over,
2: uh, Cheryl. Uh, wait a minute.
1: What for?
2: Uh, no, don't don't turn around. I'll show you.
1: Oh! Oh! Oh!
2: I had pulled the long key chain from my pocket and snapped it around her neck. The parking lot was deserted. We were in the shadows between the cars, outside the pool of her headlights. She didn't struggle very long.
3: Morning, Mr. Banks. Hmm. Oh, yes, good morning. uh, morning, Garfield? Uh, Oh, yes, of course, Randy Garfield. That, that the uh, tabloid you have under your arm? Yes, sir. Dreadful scandal sheet. Uh, Anything else in it about Mrs. Cooper? Mrs. Cooper, the woman who was murdered in the parking lot of an awful car last week—terrible thing. She was mugged and strangled with some sort of a steel chain. Oh, you—you you mean the dog
2: walker murderer? The what? Well, there was a headline like that in the papers. Something about maybe a dog's leash had been used. But that was over a week ago. I—I
3: oh, I haven't noticed anything in the last few days. Oh, well, I suppose it's a nine-day wonder dead as a doornail by now.
2: Dead as a doornail. Looked as if I'd gotten away with it all right. And as the weeks passed, I could be sure I had. I was out of trouble and sitting pretty. Till one day, a couple of months later...
1: Oh, Mr. Garfield. Uh, yes, Mrs.
2: Brubaker?
1: Uh, could, could you give me a hand in here, please?
2: Oh, only too happy to oblige. My hands are so crippled
1: with arthritis these days. It, it's difficult to clip all these coupons. I don't know why my husband left me all these bearer bond things. Could, could you help me get these back in the box? A pleasure. Why couldn't he have just left regular bonds where they send the interest? Why can't I just leave them with my broker? Well,
2: because there is no name on these bonds. Anyone could cash them. They're just like money. <laughs> there we are. All packed in. Oh, thank you so much.
1: You're such a nice young man. I've really grown quite fond of you coming here to the vault so regularly.
2: That's nice of you to say.
1: (sighs) Oh, you know, as soon as I can arrange it, you must come and have tea with me. Oh, but I suppose since I'm such an old lady, you wouldn't find that very interesting.
2: I might just find it. Very interesting indeed. I was careful to stay away from Mrs. Brubaker's house. Instead, I took her to tea out in the country. It was a very secluded inn, and in the sheet of a willow by a waterfall. (laughs) I found her the perfect subject. She came in the next day. Three nights later, she went out to mail a letter. At the deserted corner... The next one was just as easy as Mrs. Brubaker Although she didn't let me such a large return The police were baffled
3: I felt completely secure Yeah, what is it, Sergeant Rollins?
1: I think we just got the big break on the dog walker file, Lieutenant Cassidy
3: It's about time five of them. And that creep's still walking around somewhere. What do you got there, Roland?
1: Well, this morning while you were out, I took a call from a lawyer who represents the heirs of one of the women. Um, a a Mrs. Jensen.
3: Oh, that was the one before the last.
1: Right. It seems her son is claiming that he knows his mother had bearer bonds and cash stashed away in her safe deposit box.
3: So what does he think? We heisted them?
1: No, but he's sure somebody ripped them off.
3: That's impossible. Nobody else had a key to her box or or in any of the cases. That checks out routine.
1: Hmm, Maybe too routine, Lieutenant. Maybe that's why no one caught what I missed myself till I went through the file again. The dead ladies all kept their safe deposit boxes at the same bank. You sure? It's right here in the files. Let me see that, Barbara. See, I I also ran a quick check on the lawyers and the heirs of the other victims. And all of them have a hunch the boxes were plundered.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. But only of valuables that can't be traced.
1: Yes. Gold, bearer bonds, cash, diamonds, and so on. There's only one clerk in the safe deposit vault. His name is Randy Garfield. You want me to pick him up for questioning?
3: Oh, we got no case. So far, it's all hunch. No real leads, just speculation. He's not tied into any of the dead dames. And how the Sam hill could he get into those boxes to rifle them? Oh,
1: then you don't think he's the perpetrator.
3: I repeat, it's all a hunch. Now, how do we pin it on him?
1: Good afternoon. Uh, Am I too late to rent a safe deposit box?
2: Well, it's just about closing time, but I guess you made it under the wire. Won't you sit down, Miss... uh, uh, Mrs. uh, Miss
1: Miss Rollins. Barbara. And uh, you are...
2: Mr. Garfield. What size box did you have in mind, Miss Rollins?
1: Well, um, something big enough to hold what's in my briefcase. Oh! Oh, dear. How <laughs> stupid of me. I, I hit the catch on the desk.
2: Don't worry. It's only money. I'll pick it up for you. Oh, but it's so
1: much money. It must look as if I'd, I'd robbed a bank or something.
2: Did you? Oh, no. <laughs> That's all right. I was only kidding.
1: Well, it's my money. Really, it is. I just cashed in all my
2: stocks. It was too good to pass up. I meant to lay off, but I couldn't miss this one.
3: So after he conned you into having a couple of drinks at this out-of-the-way bar, he actually
1: hypnotized you, Bobby, right in the bar? I let on that he did. I'm telling you, I had to put up some fight. I mean, it's creepy. The guy's got these eyes. Well, never mind that.
3: The thing is, he thinks he's planted this post-hypnotic suggestion and you'll go through with it tomorrow.
1: He's convinced I'll walk into the bank, leave the money in the wastebasket for him and walk out without ever remembering I've been there. Just like he must have worked it out with all those other women he stiffed.
3: You sure he didn't suspect that you're a cop? No, no, he's too sure of himself. I don't know if we should give him any more rope.
1: He hasn't hung himself yet.
3: You want to meet him for dinner where he said, and risk that walk home through the park? I mean, we'll cover you, but it's risky. It
1: takes time to strangle someone.
2: To love. This one was going to be the easiest of all. We were walking along the main promenade in the park. No one ahead, and with a quick glance, no one behind.
1: It's lovely in the moonlight.
2: You don't feel scared? Not with you. <laughs> Good. No, come over here. There's something I want to show you. What? Right down this path. You you go first. Oh,
1: I I don't think I want to.
2: (gasps) Die, my lovely. Die.
3: you all right, Sergeant Rollins? I'm all right. All right, hold on to this guy, boys. Make sure he's clean. Here, let me help you with that, Barbara. (laughs) What kind of chain is this? Oh,
1: I never wanted to use my gun. But I had to. Is he...
3: Well, let's have a look. (laughs) Your field...
2: Uh, uh, Madame Trudonia was right after all. What? She said a woman would bring me death. I couldn't ever get away from your ma... mother...
0: all began with an old gypsy lady peering into a crystal ball, and ended with a prophecy come true. Greed was not the only thing that drove Randy Garfield to his death, a death that he met at the hands of a woman. But was it Sergeant Barbara Rollins' hands, or those of his long-dead mother? I shall return shortly. Strings, the silver cord. How many of us ever totally shake off that influence that shaped our early lives? Most of us would not want to and carry the memory of that gentle ruling hand to our graves. But a very few, a terrible few, remember not with love but with hate till the memory wraps their lives and brings them down in ruin. Randy Garfield was one of the tortured and the damned. Our cast included Lloyd Batista, Martha Greenhouse, Carol Tytel, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Raven House Paperback Mysteries. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dream.